Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Days after terrorists attack innocent people in Israel, finally, the president of the United States of America comes forward to address the nation and informing the country that at least 14 Americans have been murdered by these terrorists. This, on top of the fact that the White House is now admitting that there are many Americans that are missing and families have now come forward saying they believe they are being held hostage by these terrorists within Hamas. What was even more shocking is we now know that Iran was behind the attack and it was in Beirut and apparently helping plan orchestrating and green lighting this attack. But the president of the United States of America, in his speech to the country, refused to even mention Iran or to hold Iran accountable for what they have just done. Not only that, the president of the United States of America, after saying that 14 Americans had been killed at bare minimum and others are missing or held hostage, he did not talk to those who had killed warn or to say anything about the those that are holding the americans captive he did not have a message to any of them he didn't have a message to not harm them he didn't have a message that if you harm them there will be hell to pay he didn't say that we are going to avenge the deaths of the 14 americans and that number is expected to rise of the people that did it none of that was set by the president of the united states of america this on top of the fact that the president also did not bring up and the question that was shouted from the press corps as he was leaving the podium when he addressed the nation days late, they yelled the question, what about refreezing the $6 billion in assets for Iran? The president refused to answer that question. What's even more shocking, forget refusing to answer the question, what was more shocking is the fact that he didn't actually put it in his speech, that he didn't say in his speech that we are refreezing these $6 billion of assets. We're not going to allow Iran to have this money. We're going to make sure that Iran doesn't have this cash. Like, those are the things that you would think, okay, that you would think would have been said. 
by this president of the United States of America. These things were not said by this president of the United States of America. And that is a problem for, it should be a problem for every American, regardless of your politics, your political beliefs. When an American is killed, when Americans are taken hostage, you should know that your president, regardless of party, is going to stand up in front of a podium and make it damn clear that you better not do it, you better return them, and if you do not, there will be held to pay. None of that was said by the president. If we are sending money, $6 billion, back to a country that was helping plan this attack, greenlighting this attack, funding this attack, the president should have done exactly what George Bush did. We will not distinguish between those who harbor the terrorists and those who are terrorists, those who support terrorism and those who are carrying out the terrorist attacks. That is not what the president of the United States of America, Joe Biden, said. Now, let's go back to the money, which was the most egregious part of all. The money aspect of this, for me, is the most shocking. The president of the United States of America could have easily come out and said, I'm freezing this, this $6 billion. There's no way in hell that the Iranians are getting this money. And here are the reasons why. He didn't. Now... Jake Sullivan, who's really the president of the United States of America, I don't believe that, that Joe Biden's running this show, he came out to the White House press briefing after the president's comments. He was asked about this. Listen. Thank you, Jake. You just laid out all of the ways that Iran is complicit in this and facilitated it over years of support for Hamas. Is that reason enough to freeze, refreeze the $6 billion that the U.S. helped unlock for them to get in exchange for the prisoners? We have not yet had a dollar of that six billion spent and i will leave it at that but will you refreeze it based on this activity that you just laid out all of the ways that they are complicit in this you the administration said that if we see them going in the wrong direction that we would stop that down i understand the position that you guys have that not a dollar of this has been spent but will you prevent it from getting into their hands to allow them to you know do do what they do that you just laid out let me just reiterate what i said because it's unequivocal not a dollar of that money has been spent and i will leave it at that is it being considered yes Jacob. i mean it's amazing they will not say they're going to freeze the cash remember the president made it clear that when we gave that we did this hostage deal on the anniversary of 9-11 that if they went in the wrong direction we would stop the money well if this isn't going in the wrong direction i don't know what the hell is Let's be clear about what Iran just financed. We now know for a fact that at least 40 infants have been massacred. We know for a fact that infants, I'm not talking about like toddlers, I'm not talking about two and three years, I'm talking about infant babies, have been beheaded. They have sawed off the heads of infant children, babies. Who was behind this? Iran. Iran was behind the entire attack. Without the money coming from Iran, Hamas and Hezbollah don't exist because they have to have cash. And without that cash, they don't exist. Let's be very clear about that. That's number one. Number two, you should have a president of the United States of America that shouldn't have to be forced into a corner to actually say something like this. Here's something else that's shocking. The White House finally now coming out and talking about Alam Amar and Tlaib Dabib and AOC and the others who are standing 
with the Palestinians and putting Palestinian flags outside of their offices. The squad has been doing this. They were finally asked about this at the White House press briefing. Listen to what they said about that. Uh, what is the president's message to members of Congress who seem to be equating the Hamas terror attack with actions that were previously taken by Israel? Say that one more time, everybody. I apologize. Uh, what is the president's message to members of Congress who seem to be equating the Hamas terror attack with actions that were previously taken by Israel. Look, here's the thing, and which 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 congressional members? Well, there have been some members of Congress who have called for a ceasefire, and they have not gone as far as uh, backing the administration's call for support for Israel. So, look, uh, I've seen some of those statements this weekend, uh, and we're going to continue to be very clear. We believe they're wrong. Uh, we believe they're repugnant, and we believe they're disgraceful. Uh, our our condemnation belongs squarely with terrorists who have brutally murdered, raped, kidnapped hundreds, hundreds of Israelis. Uh, there can be no equivocation about that. There are not two sides here. There are not two sides. Uh, President Biden has been clear on where he has stood. You heard him. You heard from him directly uh, today. You heard from him also on Saturday on this. There's been multiple statements from this president, uh, and he's taking uh, action to provide additional support to ensure that Israel has the has what they need to defend themselves. All right. Let, let's be clear. The only reason why she made that statement is because she was forced not once, but not twice, but three different times to make that type of a statement. If what she was saying she believed, she would have said that from the podium early on and said, hey, I want to make sure we condemn the actions of these people. There's no both sides here. But she had to be forced into a corner to even give us that. You're still giving $6 billion back to Iran. You are still not saying to those that have killed Americans and those that are holding American hostages that there's going to be hell to pay. You are still not saying to anyone thinking about harming Americans, don't do it. Don't screw with us right now, because if you do, there will be hell to pay. All right, let me tell you real quick about an amazing company called Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, they have been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. They offer you dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the leftist agenda. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military, our veterans, and first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, making switching easy. You get to keep your same cell phone number, keep your same phone that you have right now, keep your same phone, or upgrade to a new one, and their team will help you find the best plan for your needs and save you real money. You got a small business? They can cover all that as well. All you need to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash ferguson. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the promo code Ferguson. Join me and make the switch today and protect our values and stand for them with every phone call. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. no we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The thing. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh, my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how... How lucky we were <gasps> yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. There's also another part of this press conference that happened that you need to hear. And again, I go back to what I said, and, it, and I, I'm going to hit this point because if you are an American, your president should make anyone thinking of harming you think twice about doing it, no matter where you are in the world. There used to be an invisible uh, shield around Americans when we were around the world. Don't screw with America. They'll come after you. It is not worth it. You used to have this sense of, uh, I don't want to say invincibility, but the sense of security when you traveled abroad because people didn't want to mess with Americans. It wasn't worth the retaliation from the United States of America if someone messed with you. Well, now Hamas has said, we believe you're weak. We watched you run and leave people behind to be butchered on the anniversary of 9-11. This, a lot of this, I have to say, goes back to our pulling out of Afghanistan. I don't believe that Hamas and Hezbollah would be doing this or would have done this if we wouldn't have exited the way that we did. And I think what they saw was, holy crap, these Americans now are an empty suit. They're an empty tiger. These Americans are not willing to fight anymore. These Americans don't even know who the bad guys are anymore. These Americans cut and run and handed over Afghanistan to terrorists. And while they did it, they left people behind to be butchered by them. And when you see that and, 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 and terrorists saw that, they see that as an opportunity. They see it as a moment where they can then say, okay, it's time to act because America won't stand up. And based on what we've seen, the fact that the president took him days to come out with even a decent statement, right? It wasn't a great statement. It was decent at best. And the fact that it was a, it, it took this long to get to a, even a decent statement from the president of the United States of America tells the terrorists that their attack was, in fact, I would argue, worth it. 
It was worth it. It was a calculated attack that was worth it in their minds. I think they believe that it was worth it. And so you look at the, the number of Americans that have been killed, at least 14. The question was asked, and the president did not mention this either. Why not? I have no idea. But he was asked the question. Sullivan was asked, like, hey, how many Americans are, are missing? What do we think it is? Listen to his non-answer. Jake, Jake thank you. Oh, sorry. We'll do you first. And then. Thank you, Jake. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, on the American hostages, uh, can you first of all tell us how many are we talking about, several or a dozen hostages, um, and do you know anything about their condition at all? We do not know about their condition, and we cannot confirm a precise number of American citizens. We believe that there are 20 or more Americans who at this point are missing, but I want to underscore and stress that does not mean necessarily that there are 20 or more American hostages. Just that is the number who are currently unaccounted for. We will work hour by hour, both to determine whether we can account for any of those Americans or to confirm exactly what the number of Americans are being held hostage. And we will come back to you with that information as soon as we have it. As you know, very sadly and tragically, the number of dead has risen with each passing hour. And that's true of the total number. It's also true of Americans, which has gone up just today. Uh, from an earlier report this morning of 12, then 13, now 14. So I cannot give you a precise number. I can tell you that number of unaccounted for at this time. That number could change too. But I want to underscore that that is not a statement for me that we have that many hostages. We do not know the number of hostages we have at this time. You notice there's not a single statement there of if these hostages... Uh, have been taken, don't mess with them. No one has said that yet. No one has said, don't screw with our hostages and think twice before you do this. No one has said that. If you're an American family right now and you're having to deal with this, do you feel like this president truly has an understanding of what the, uh, of what's going on here? Or truly, let's even go a step further, truly has an understanding of what, uh, uh, of, of what his role is as the president of the United States of America. Your job as the president of the United States of America is to come out and say in a very forceful way, it's, we're, we're at war with the people who just did this to our Americans. That is not what the president of the United States of America has said. When he talked about the American citizens, this is what he said. We now know that American citizens are among those being held by Hamas. I've directed my team to share intelligence and deploy additional experts from across the United States government to consult with and advise Israeli counterparts on hostage recovery recovery efforts. That's it. That's what you've got. That's your whole that's your whole response. Like, that's it. That's literally what you have for me. Out of all of the things that you have, that's what you have for me. Are you kidding me? We know that American citizens are among those being held by Hamas. You don't have a, a, a word to say directly to Hamas. Like, let me be clear to those holding Americans captive, because they're watching you, Mr. President. Do not harm American citizens or it will cost you your life. We will hunt you down to the ends of the earth. You are, you, are, you, are, you are signing your death certificate if you kill American citizens. Like, I would like to know that the president of the United States of America will say that on my behalf if a terrorist organization decides to take me or a family member. I want to know that my life is valued by the United States government, which is supposed to come and protect and represent me. I would like to know that in a scenario like this, that you're going to make sure that no one screws around with me. 
And if they do, before they decide to off me, before they decide to sell me, before they decide to behead me, that they're at least going to hear from a president that says, hey, and I don't know if it'd have any impact on these people. They're, they're, they're sawing the heads off of infants right now, okay? Like infants. So I don't know if it would have an impact. But I'd like to know at least that the president of the United States of America is not going to sit there and play politics when my life is literally in the balance and in the hands of terrorists. There is nothing this president said at this press conference that would make a terrorist nervous, in my opinion. There's not a single thing. There's not one single thing that he has said so far that would make a terrorist go, okay, maybe we overstepped. Or, hey, maybe we should think twice about this. Or, hey, let's just really focus on killing others from other countries. Let's not really focus on on, on going after uh, Americans anymore because it's just not worth it. Let me also go back to why I believe this attack happened. The Biden administration has been funding terrorist regimes since they got into office. And this is the result that everyone predicted that had a brain. I I go back to September the 11th, okay, not that long ago, a month ago. And there was this big prisoner exchange on the anniversary of 9-11. And the Biden White House denied paying ransom to Iran. Everybody knew it was ransom. The whole world knew it was ransom. You're, you're, you're exchanging five prisoners for five prisoners, and they happen to get $1.25 billion per prisoner, and Iran's not sending us any cash. That's paying ransom. This is predictable. The Biden administration, let me go back to a month ago, and this is what he said. Okay, this is what Scott Kirby said about that exchange and about the ransom. They aren't going to be released for nothing in exchange. Didn't they also get five Iranians? They will get five uh, Iranians uh, as well. Yeah, Jackie. Then we need to add $6 billion on top of that. This is the deal that uh, we were able to strike. So to be clear, we were taking orders from Iran. Iran was dictating to us. Iran was the one that made the decision on how much money they got. You can tell then we've lost to the terrorists. And then Iran turned right back around. Actually, they didn't turn around. They were already planning this attack while negotiating for the five Americans, for the five Iranians and the $6 billion. While they were negotiating with us for this hostage swap, which was nothing more than us paying them ransom, they were already planning and supporting and financing this terror attack that we just witnessed that has killed At least 14 Americans, that number is expected to rise, and the hostage-taking of other Americans. And we have a president that's so weak he won't even say, hey, you're not going to get the money. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You're here. You're here already. No, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we didn't the problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It is the Ben Ferguson Show. Nice to have you with us. President Biden spoke and did not challenge the terrorists who have killed Americans. Let me remind you what Republicans had to say. And and I'll start with Donald Trump. Donald Trump came out right after the Biden administration on the anniversary of 9-11 did a prisoner swap where they sent $6 billion to Iran. Something that they said was not paying ransom. It clearly is. And Donald Trump was right in what he had to say about this deal. And this was before the deal was even done back in August. Listen and then listen to other Republicans in this montage telling you this is going to be a disaster. Biden's ransom payment will be immediately used to stoke violence, bloodshed and mayhem throughout the Middle East, putting Israel, the United States and the entire world in very grave peril. Joe Biden just lit a match to the Middle East. Uh, Israel has got to be on alert. The news that the deal is moving forward is drawing criticism from both sides of the aisle on Capitol Hill. The way to avoid having hostages taken by Iran is to be strong, firm, and resolute. And to not use carrots in the form of $6 billion, but to use sticks in the form of threats to things that Iran holds dear. $6 billion they want released, and they're going to shore, so they're going to use it for humanitarian aid. There's no guarantees of that. So I'm very much concerned about this. So we're looking into it much deeper, but I'm very concerned. Do you have concern that money is fungible? There is obviously money is fungible. The administration says this is limited to humanitarian aid, but they also acknowledge that funds are fungible, which means they can move them around and will aid them in being able to do other things. So people are are very concerned. It seems, you know, very clear to the critics in both sides on the Hill. Money is fungible. That's the criticism. And now President Mahisi has added fuel to the fire that already existed of criticism by saying we're going to do anything we want with it. But isn't it true that this frees Tehran up to spend more on other nefarious goals like supporting terrorism and boosting its nuclear program? And it's, you know, I can't predict what they'll do going forward here. As Nancy explained to you, money's fungible. Right. Uh, and so uh, any financial relief uh, can be used in, by the regime in another way. And that's why there is um, real controversy to this. It's fungible. You couple that with the president of Iran saying, I'm going to use the money however I want to. 
Where is that going to go? It's going to go into terror proxies. Uh, this will go into more terror operations where they try to kill Americans. They kill, you know, Israelis. Money's fungible. This money is going to the Iran regime. It's a terrorist regime. It's the largest state sponsor of terrorism. And it's going to kill a lot of people, unfortunately. You know, money is fungible, right? And so uh, the Iranians will be able to use other funds for uh, their illicit activities. We know they support terrorist groups like Hezbollah and Hamas. Money is absolutely fungible. So just because they can't use those exact dollars for the purpose they've laid out doesn't mean that they can't change their budgets on other parts of their humanitarian aid so that they're able to redirect that to areas where they can't use that money. Money is by definition fungible. And the other thing is this is absolutely a ransom payment. Exiled son of Iran's last Shah calling history the best guide. We saw what happened to the money that was released to the Iranian regime under the Obama administration. It went to further finance the regime's proxies in Syria and Lebanon. Even though the administration claims these funds are limited to humanitarian transactions, we all know that transactions are difficult to monitor. Iran's president, on the other hand, understands that money is fungible. Iran continues to funnel resources to terrorist proxies like Hezbollah in Lebanon and Hamas in Gaza that attack Israel. Money is fungible, so Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack that happened. Iran has, ha Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like, uh, like Hamas. We all knew all this before any of this happened. Every clip I just played you was before the attack took place. You know, then you've got Colorado State Representative Tim Hernandez refusing to condemn Hamas, slaughtering innocent women and children, beheading infants. When he was asked about it earlier today, this is the Democratic Party. And I think it's despicable what they're protesting for. And what you are protesting, protesting for. And the fact that you can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about it? Do you condemn it? I already said. Why can't you say yes? Because I already gave you my answer. You didn't give an answer, and every I think anybody who watches would understand what your actual Three position is. Three people that are going to watch your video, Russell. Three people that are going to watch your BS video, Russell. I'm not condemning it. That is a United States congressman who is saying that right there. The most shocking of all was this from I24 News. I-24 News was out, and this is their reporting of what they said was happening at the scene. Listen to how they described what these terrorists had actually done to people who were just living in their homes, minding their own business. We're actually still moving through the community. It's starting to exit now, but I want to show you just some of the destruction to these houses as well, because as I showed you, all of the destruction that these terrorists committed on foot as they bombarded and massacred this community. There were also air raids and rockets happening overhead, completely taking out buildings like this one. So it was really a mixture of everything happening on the ground. Well, let me just be clear about what you're not getting to see. These are houses like a normal American neighborhood with front yards, with backyards, with street lights, with trees, with landscaping, with basketball goals. And in the backyard, you could see toys and playgrounds of children. Like, I want you to understand these, the, these horrific scenes in these neighborhoods where Hamas went door to door killing, raping and beheading people. 
So this is like your neighborhood that you live in right now, that she's reporting in. This doesn't look like a war zone. It's a neighborhood where you could buy a home. And and in the sky as well, completely devastating this community. Truly horrific images that we're seeing. Now, as we're leaving the community, you can see all of these soldiers here. As I said, so many of them called from their homes, jumping into action at a moment's notice. Many of these reservists leaving all of their families behind to be here to protect Israel's southern border, uh, less than a quarter of a mile away. We continue to hear loud artillery and and shelling in the distance at the Gaza border uh, as we're walking out. So really, all of these soldiers are doing their best to protect us, the journalists who are also out here, because they want us to see exactly what's happening and what they've been witnessing with their own eyes for these past three days. Many of them coming here Saturday night, and they knew that no other soldiers had been here yet. And so they kind of knew uh, an idea of, of what was happening, but but they no one could expect that it would be like this, the horrors that I'm hearing from these these soldiers. Uh, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, about 40 babies at least were were taken out on gurneys. Still, right now, they're going house to house, uh, still evacuating dead bodies, killed Nicole, Israeli citizens I, who were killed I, I have to cut in. It's such, such a shocking, jarring statement there. And just for our viewers, we're in a new hour here in the broadcast who, who very likely weren't with us last hour to understand that you've come in there to find this small community littered with the dead and slaughtered bodies of, of Israeli civilians primarily, and you're saying 40 babies, dead babies. That is what one of the commanders told me. Uh, And you continue to see just uh, cribs overturned, strollers left behind, all of these doors wide open. He said, we don't know the exact number of casualties because they're still collecting dead bodies, still going door to door because the active fighting here uh, just stopped. He said it came in waves almost. Every 20 minutes they thought maybe, okay, I think we finally cleared all the terrorists. And then 30 minutes later, another cell would emerge. So it was ongoing and even when they thought that it had finally ended, more terrorists popped up out of nowhere, and that continues to be the scene. Now, it is under control now, and that's why we are allowed to come through the area. However, throughout southern Israel right now, there are still uh, there are still actively searching for terrorists in some of these fields behind me. I mean- Let me just pause there, and I want to go back, and I want to leave you with this. I, I want to go back to the part that she just said, because this needs to be replayed and this needs to be posted on social media everywhere, because this is what the other side will not tell you. As MSNBC is apologizing and becoming apologists on behalf of the Palestinians and Hamas and Hezbollah and the terrorists, this is what they're not sharing with you. Because they want us to see exactly what's happening and what they've been witnessing with their own eyes for these past three days. Many of them coming here Saturday night, and they knew that no other soldiers had been here yet. And so they kind of knew uh, an idea of, of what was happening, but but they no one could expect that it would be like this, the horrors that I'm hearing from these these soldiers. Uh, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, about 40 babies at least were, were taken out on gurneys. Still, right now, they're going house to house, uh, still evacuating dead bodies, Nicole, killed Israeli citizens. 40 babies being told that infants were beheaded. 40 babies, infants beheaded. Why is it that we have a president of the United States of America? Why? That will not say to the people that are doing this, if you screw with an American, 
you are you are signing your death certificate. It is game over. Andrea Mitchell went on TV earlier today and said this about Hamas. Listen to this. This is this is anti-Israel, anti-Semite rhetoric. Historically, the Palestinian Authority has gotten weaker and weaker as Hamas has gained strength and popularity because the Palestinian Authority is weakened by the Netanyahu's government settlement expansion and by showing that it has not much much authority. That is the same type of thing you'd hear from Adolf Hitler and the people in his media. That's MSNBC and Andrea Mitchell. I don't say that people should lose their jobs very often, but Andrea Mitchell, you're telling me she should keep her job on air after that? I'll let you decide. Make sure you share a podcast everywhere, please, on social media. Make sure everyone hears what's happening. I will keep you updated on all of this. That I can promise you. And I will see you back here tomorrow. Pray for the people of Israel, please. And for the families that have lost their loved ones and for these Americans being held hostage and that are unaccounted for. See you tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.